This is Bang. Welcome to my party. We're just getting started. A life is a dream or a nightmare scarring. Hand me a drink because I think I'm going all in. Get Welcome, me a everybody. To Ultra Association of Michigan, or as we like to call it around here, bam. As you guys know, this last weekend was the Bowfishing Association of America's World's Tournament, hosted in this wonderful state of Michigan. We had 81 teams that participated. We also shot a lot of fish and a lot of weight. I just want to say a huge thank you to the BAA, to our BAM members. Unfortunately, the BAA guys, there was a lot of stuff that came up on their end. This is graduation time and stuff like that. So Pete Gregoire, the president of the BAA, he was the only one that was able to come up. Glad he did because we needed his helping hands, but I don't want that to go unseen as far as what everyone else from the BAA did behind the scenes. Christina, you are a huge blessing. The stuff that you had to deal with to get this tournament ready on top of a full-time job, running your own tournaments out of Virginia. Yeah, you are a busy lady, and we thank you from the bottom of our heart for all the work you did put in. Stinks that you weren't able to make it to Michigan. But we do thank you for what you've done. Jody wasn't able to make it, uh, but thank you to him. Uh, A huge thank you to Jeff Neball. He does a ton behind the scenes. We had Pete on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and as he spoke and talked about uh, some of the stuff, he, he did mention Jeff and the things that Jeff does behind the scenes, how he doesn't get too far away from the BAA and and is super involved and that's that's fantastic. Also, I want to thank everybody on our BAM board. Jesse Hurst, Jess, Josh Damron, Morgan Walchek, Brian Gilson, every one of those stepped up and did such a fantastic job. Jesse, some of the running around he had to do, he kept himself available to jump in wherever he needed to jump in. Dude was running around like a crazy man. At one point, it was pretty funny. We saw him drive by on the little golf cart side-by-side thing with the fairground maintenance guy, and that beautiful mullet was just blowing in the wind. It was was pretty nice. But thank you to Jesse and all the hard work he did, sponsors, all that stuff. Josh the stuff that Josh was doing behind the scenes, same with Morgan, uh, fantastic. During the tournament, though, Josh was out counting numbers. Thanks to Josh's team, uh, Jesse's team. I wasn't outside, but it sounds like those guys stepped up. I did walk out there at one point, and I saw Jesse's teammate, Garrett Rice. He was uh, helping count into buckets. I saw one of Josh's other teammates. and for, I don't know his name, so I apologize. Um Man, thank you to those guys for stepping up and just jumping in and and helping counting and clicking numbers off. and Huge, huge help. Uh, Morgan, Morgan had the computer up on the stage 
just pounding numbers, getting everything into the computer. I know I'm not one for much technology. I use as much as I can, but the fact that we were able to get out the numbers as fast as we did when that tournament was over with, I actually, my wife was showing me on Facebook uh, the the numbers and because I was trying to read them so for this podcast, and I just happened to see some of the comments, and Morgan had posted the results, and somebody said, something along the lines, I, I know I'm probably misquoting, but they, they said something along the lines of, oh, wow, that was fast. So it's the stuff that Morgan's doing now with BAM and the way she helped out the BAA with just punching stuff in the computer. It, it was fast. So um, another huge shout-out was to... Christina's husband, Scoot. If Scoot wouldn't have stepped up, weigh-in would not have went as smooth as it did. I would like to say, between Morgan, Pete, doing the paperwork, computer work, Scoot and I over on the scales, and then uh, Shane Wilcox, I want to give a shout-out to him for stepping in there because about the time he stepped in was about perfect timing because we were trying to make sure people were starting to get through the line because we were going fast enough that the lot we were we caught the lineup and nobody was coming in because they were still out counting so i was able to go out and try to get people moved around so they could get into the scales so shane stepped up just in time to take over inside with the scales uh, and then when i came back in it just was even more well-oiled. Shane and I would be, somebody came up with a fantastic idea of having like a roller table thing like you'd see in manufacturing. And so the boat would pull up next to the stage. They would already had their big 20 counted out into two, three buckets. Scoot would hand them the gaff and say, get your big fish on this. And if you have a big gar, big dog, get it on there. At the same time, Shane and I would say, do you have a big, your, your big 20 ready or, or do you have your pot of gold? We'll talk about pot of gold in a second. We would slide the pot of gold or their big 20 down the little roller scale onto the stage. Him and I would pick that up as Scoot's telling Pete the size of the big fish, turn around, handing them the gaff back so they get us their dog or their gar if they had one. And we would slide that bucket off. We'd slide their next big 20 bucket down. We'd throw that up on the scale. Pete would record that. And then we'd slide it right back up onto the boat and tell them where to dump. And away they'd go, and the next boat would come up. It was boom, 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 boom. It was going super fast until we got to Pete's team. I'll, I'll, I'll throw Pete under the bus because he was laughing and calling them out. We got to Pete's team, and they didn't have theirs sorted yet. So... Uh, just messing with you guys. Uh, but yeah, they didn't have their sorted yet. So we had to give them a hard time, but we worked through that line so smoothly and so quickly. There was no snags. Really? The only snag was at the beginning. We had just had both scales all newly calculated or whatever you call it went through so that everything was perfect. And, one scale was off by like 40 pounds. It was the weirdest thing. If you stepped, 
Like I'd step on the one, it'd tell me my exact weight. I'd step on the other and it would weigh me 45 pounds heavier than I was. And we messed around, we tarred it, we zeroed it, did all these different things. Nothing worked. So thankfully the scale guys were on it. it unfortunately, like scale guys came out. They couldn't, they couldn't get it. They were puzzled. They said, we well, literally were just working fantastic two days ago. They couldn't get it to work, so they had to take it. But I don't think it mattered because we would have had, let's see, we would have had to have had another probably three to four people up there on the stage. It was already borderline kind of tight anyways. And then we would have had to have a, a second Pete up there, someone doing the job he was doing, so we'd had to have another person. up. So we probably had to have four guys up there and then that probably would have started overwhelming Morgan. But just with one scale, we were punching them out. Having everything pre-sorted outside before they got inside, it went super fast. Now, for the people outside, it probably felt like it was going slow. But for us inside, we were whipping right through them. So, again, a huge thank you to Scoot. A huge thank you to Shane. Uh, it wouldn't have went that smoothly if those guys wouldn't have been there the majority of the time helping. So also want to say a huge shout to uh, Carl day a uh, handful of times, Jesse or somebody would, would say, Hey, can someone do this or that? And, and Carl, like on Friday was there, he ran and grabbed his pizza. So just our, even our BAM members, the stuff that they jumped up to do uh, there was a handful of times, my team, the, the arrow out team, uh, Tom Miller and Dustin Carpenter, they, jumped in and, and did anything someone asked him to do. Uh, they, I, at one point I'd asked Tom if he'd go out and try to start ushering people in because we had caught the lineup. And so he went out and started kind of helping organize that, got people in. So huge, huge thank you to all of them. Again, a huge thank you to end designs, Jeff Neball. He, the shirts were on point, just fantastic shirts. Um, the banners, we had banners put up flags, all that fantastic. The really cool thing that Jesse came up with was flags, two flags, BAA logo on the one side and the Michigan world's championship logo on the other side. You can see all those pictures on Facebook, all the winners and people that placed had their picture taken with those flags. And the top team for the numbers division, the top team for the big 20 division, each got to take a flag home. So that was Jesse's idea. I thought that was really neat. I, that would be really awesome. I've got a couple different flags. I'd fly that flag from my garage rafters. That's for darn sure. Be proud of it. So huge. Thank you to all those guys. Um, another shout out I'd like to say is the DNR. They put in a thousand dollar pot for anybody that shot a, well, I'm sorry. I should not put it that way for whoever shot the biggest grass carp. Unfortunately, there was no grass carp shot. So we are in talks with them to possibly do something else with, uh, that thousand dollars. I'm hoping here in the beginning of June, I'm going to have DNR biologist Chris Kemp on. He was one of them that was there. 
Uh, he's the one that initiated all this with the $1,000 pot for the grass carp. And I've spoke with him. We are going to try to have him on. He got approval that he could come on the podcast. So we're going to try to have him on probably about the second week of June, maybe just after GLBC. We'll have Chris Kemp on. And we're going to talk about grass carp. We're going to talk about what the DNR is exactly looking for when it comes to grass carp, what the research is about. I mean, we know they're all invasive species. So we're trying to eliminate the invasive species. But the fact that they would put up $1,000 and quote his words, that's a small pot for us to pay to get the research we got. So the DNR is willing to put up $1,000 for a grass carp. I'd like to know exactly why and what they're trying to find out with these grass carp. So can't wait to have him on. Again, that'll probably be second week of June, probably, when his schedule slows down. It was really cool. I was Hopefully, I'm okay to say this, but I was talking to him yesterday. He said they were down... I believe he said they were in Ohio doing electroshock and they had just tagged a 46 pound grass carp. So super cool talking to him and just listening to some of his stories. And I can't wait to have him on and talk about grass carp and what, what the DNR is trying to come up with, with research, what their studies are with the grass carp, maybe some estimates of what he thinks is out there. So that'll be really cool. Be really cool. So again, as far as weigh-in, I felt like it went super smooth. Um, Outside, I did not see again much outside, but it sounded like that was going super smooth. I guess it sounds like the slowdown outside was you get some of these guys that had big numbers of fish and they're counting, and it just took them some time to count through their, their numbers, and then they were able to come through the line. So Again, I think that went super smooth. Uh, I talked to a handful of people and just said, how do you think it went? And they said, they said, we thought it went fantastic from standing inside. Went really smooth. So I don't know why I'm keep pressing that so hard, but I was, I was just super excited to see how smooth and how fast that went. And again, like I said, I, I use the term well-oiled machine. It was it's like we'd done it a hundred times. And once we got in that rhythm, man, it was just boom, boom, boom. I apologize if I'm I'm beating a dead horse there, but I I just was really excited on how how smooth that went. So let's go to numbers for the tournament. First, I just want to say, and I don't have names but i just have the team name so i apologize it wasn't on the the sheet that i got sent to me i could probably find it out so if you need a shout out send bam an email and say hey shout out my youth kid or actually i know who the youth kid is the youth kid took my place in the tournament so that's cool i spoke on a podcast I guess I probably said a couple different podcasts that. And by the way, this is podcast number six. We're uh we're half we're past the halfway mark to get to double digits. So thanks for listening to podcast number six. 
So the ladies big fish was 29.1 pounds and it came off the team boat. This is my favorite part. My favorite part of anything I say today, this is my favorite part that the big fish for the ladies came off the boat called big fish guys. So think she's trying to make a statement there on a name change. Maybe boys. I just thought that was hilarious. So 29.1 pounds for her on the big fish guys boat. Um, they might want to change that to big fish lady boat with my little boys or something like that. Sorry if I uh, called you boys out, but, uh, and then the youth fish was a 21.2 pound common. Both were commons, by the way. 21.2 pound common, and that came off the arrow out boat. Uh, that was Chase Nation. He, again, like I said, he took my spot because a couple podcasts ago I had talked on how. So I was there all day Friday, and then Friday night, super late. It was probably midnight. I went back home, got up, did some stuff around the house, and had to go right to a wedding. I uh, was at the wedding, left the wedding at probably 10 o'clock, came home grabbed everything uh my daughter said i'll go with you so she jumped in the truck with me we drove back up to the fairgrounds we got everything set up with the stage all the plastic down the scales up there scales all plugged in the table up there uh the scale hung up we had a second scale hung up that's how we were measuring the big fish is off of um just one of the the small official scales so we got all that set up, and then it was probably one in the morning. Uh, we shut all the lights down, and we went right around the, not right around the corners, right at the fairgrounds. We went across the fairgrounds to a camper. Her and I got a few hours of sleep, got back up about 6 o'clock, went back over, got everything in the fairgrounds, opened back up, lights on, um, turned on, every, everything was good to go. So that's why I was not able to shoot the tournament. So young Chase, which he's probably a better shot than me anyways, but don't tell him that because he's already got a big enough head about it. So um, he shot a 21.2 pound fish. So very, very cool. Okay, so for the numbers, in the top spot, well, let's go. Let's go third to one. So coming in third is a team called You Already Know with eight hundred and eleven fish. Second place was a team out of Michigan, Born to Kill. You've heard me mention them multiple times on the podcast. Those boys know what they're doing. Uh, they came in second with eight hundred seventy-six fish, and then in first place, taking home the ten thousand dollars was new breed with 934 fish i do believe that they finished first place in a phoenix airboat so that was another prize that phoenix airboats and dustin cole paid out for finishing in a phoenix uh, he paid out money for that so very cool on the big 20 side in third place 
We had chubby chasers. They had 430.3 pounds, finishing third. And then in second place, we had Great Lakes Untamed bow fishing with 439.2 pounds. And then coming in first place, taking home the belt buckle, taking home the cash, was Complete Chaos, uh, complete with a K, with 454 pounds of fish, 454.3 pounds of fish for their big 20. That's awesome. So congrats to all of them. Uh, so my favorite part of, besides the big fish guys, having their lady take home the big fish. Besides that being probably my funniest thing. My next favorite thing about the whole tournament was our pot of gold. If you guys listen to the AMS podcast, I just cracked up when Schmitty on there could not believe when our president Jesse came on the podcast to talk worlds. It cracked me up that he couldn't believe that you could shoot more than just a couple goldfish. And so to prove him wrong and to prove our prez jesse wright uh new breed not only took home top spot for numbers but they also brought in 172.3 pounds of fish so that is a lot of fish i wish we had a count on it just so i could prove it but i would i mean i'd estimate i don't know if each fish weighed let's just say two pounds being generous. I mean, that's what 80, yeah, just over 85 pounds right there. Or I'm sorry, not 85 pounds. So if each fish weighed roughly two pounds, that's a, about 85 fish. So that, that proved that our prez Jesse was on the money. You can, you can shoot 80 fish in a night if you put your mind to it. And New Breed did that, 172.3 pounds. Uh, Big Gar, 9.5 pounds. That went to Hoosier Daddy. Hoosier as in the Indiana Hoosier State. Uh, Hoosier Daddy bow fishing. They took home Big Gar. Big Dog was 9.7 pounds. That went to one of our Michigan teams, G2 Bow Fishing. And big fish for the tournament went to team two, five, seven. Maybe that's their area code. I don't know how they got team two, five, seven, but anyhow, no matter what their name is, people know who they are now. Cause team two, five, seven brought in a 48.1 pound carp. That's big fish. The only other fish I've ever seen bigger than that was the one that I spoke about on the air out podcast when we had him on and we talked about that very first tournament him and I ever did where they brought in that 59 point, whatever 59 pound carp. But to that, this is the second biggest fish I've ever seen brought in. So, so cool. So cool. Well, this is going to be a short one. I wanted to just go through the, weights and stuff for worlds just kind of want to talk about worlds how fun it was how things went down i was impressed on how smooth things went i've said that multiple times now thank you to all those guys that stepped up and helped um don't forget that tomorrow and this by the time this actually comes out it's probably going to be 
Saturday morning. But tomorrow, May 27th, is our youth shoot, Bay City State Park. Get there if you can help. Brian needs it. Boats, volunteers, whatever you can do, let them know. You can find his number on bowfishbam.com. Uh, then after that, the very next weekend, June 3rd and 4th is again, another one of my favorite times of the year is GLBC great lakes, bowfish championship. I can't wait. I think what we might do is we've kind of been talking about it. And I think I might do like a round table session Saturday night after, after Saturday's shoot and we get done eating dinner and stuff. We always just go back to our Airbnb and hang out. And I think we're going to do like a little roundtable discussion. I've got a, a few microphones, so we'll get a few microphones set up. I'll take my podcast stuff up up there to GLBC. And usually at our Airbnb is about four teams. So about eight people. I still got to confirm that. Everybody that from the last few years is all going to be there, but we'll probably just sit around and maybe do a podcast session of just a roundtable talk and just telling stories, uh, just different things like that. It should be a good time, good time. So, again, congrats to all the winners. Congrats to uh, our youth shooter. Congrats to big fish guys on realizing they need to change their name uh, because they had the top lady. So, and thank you for listening and we will see you on the next one.